Welcome back to Who's There, a podcast where I talk to a new horror movie fan every week because I hope to destigmatize what it means to be a horror movie fan. This week, I got to chat with another friend of mine from our weekly horror movie trivia games, Mary Cash. In this episode, we talk about why she thinks that seemingly sane people love horror movies, where her fear of dolls came from, and if she's still afraid of them today, and who she would spend quarantine with. She also told us about a horrifying moment at her job as a pharmacist where she thought she was going to get robbed. I think that's it, so let's get into this episode. Hey everyone, welcome back. Thanks for joining this week's episode. I'm joined by my friend Mary Cash. We play horror movie trivia together every weekend, and I knew she'd have interesting things to say. So without further ado, let's bring Mary on. Hey Mary, how are you? Hey, good. Doing good. How are you? Good, thanks. Uh, Thanks for being here and thanks for coming on and taking the time. Uh, Tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. I'm in my mid-30s. I live in eastern Tennessee uh, around the Knoxville area. I work in a very small town situated in Union County as a pharmacist. I'm a retail pharmacist. That's pretty much all I do right now because COVID. So I could literally go to like work and home. Um, I am married. I don't have any kids. Um, I do have a dog named Bender and I love him to death. He is my child. So that is my life right now. <laughs> I would assume because of that fact that you, you really appreciate the website, Does the Dog Die? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. If I, as soon as I see a pet in a movie, I'm like, oh God, oh no. <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> so first things first, uh, what's your sc- favorite scary movie? My favorite scary movie of all time, probably, I would have to say The Thing by John Carpenter. I love that movie. It's one of those movies, like, if it's on, I'm going to watch it. And I've, I've been that way since I was little. It's like, oh, the thing is on. That's awesome. Why do you Even love that so much? I don't know. I think it's just because it's so, it's so well done. Like, you have Kurt Russell on it, which is a plus, you know. And you just have this alien thing that's just running around, you know, pretending to be people and but when it comes out it like really comes out it's not just like some made up you know gray alien that people draw when they have encounters or whatever it's you know tentacles everywhere and crazy like limbs and six heads and it's just it's just cool it's a cool movie (laughs) awesome uh i will have to check it out it's been on my list for a long time um but i hear everyone loves it now hearing that you love it too is meaning i really have to go watch it this is becoming a theme with people coming on the show. They're like, this is my favorite mo- scary movie. And I'm like, I'll have to watch it at some point. Yeah, I will warn you the dogs. There are dogs and they do not make it. <laughs> well, I know, I know beforehand. So, yeah. <laughs> Just remember they're fake. They're fake dogs. All the real dogs are okay. <laughs> yes, yes. No, no dogs were harmed in the making. Right. Why do you think people who seem perfectly sane love horror movies? For me, I think perfectly sane seeming people, because, <laughs> you know, people can seem like really sane, but on the inside, they're just like completely chaotic, you know, and, and crazy. But um, I think those, I think people love horror movies because it's a way to, to kind of feel real world fear. It's a way to express all that and get it out in the open without being judged it's a safe zone no things are going to end up okay you know but you you get that out that makes sense yeah do you have any favorite uh horror horror movie directors so directors i don't really pay much attention to and i really should 
because I feel like they're the ones that are bringing all this horror to everybody. And I'm just like, I don't care who you are. Just show me what you make, you know, which is awful. But um, I do, I do have three horror movie directors that I do recognize and that I love. And the first one's John Carpenter. Of course, you know, he's the director of the thing and all that, you know, um, I've always loved his stuff. Uh, Sam Raimi is another one, like Evil Dead 2. I love it. It's just, it's the fun kind of horror, you know, the fun, gross, like weird horror. He makes yeah. it kind of lighthearted. And the third one is James Wan. And the only reason I know him is because he's made like the whole Conjuring series and Annabelle's and all that stuff. And, you know, I've paid a lot of attention to him because I love those movies. Yeah. So, yeah. Those are great. I love those. Yeah. Except for The Nun. The Nun was terrible. Yeah, that was not a good one. We'll just leave that aside. That didn't happen. It's fine. Yeah, we'll wipe that from his from his uh, IMDb. Kind of like when your teacher says you can drop the worst quiz at the end. That's kind of, that's what we're doing with that. <laughs> how do you, do you ever just sit down at night and think, I want to watch a horror movie? And if you, oh, yeah. how, do you, how do you pick, how do you pick something to watch? If you want to watch something new, I mean. So it depends on my mood. Every day, I think to myself, what horror movie do I want to watch today? Like, that's my, that's one of my first thoughts in the morning is when I have a day off, I'm like, oh, I can watch a movie. What horror movie is it going to be? Is it going to be something I've seen before or something new? If I'm looking for something new, um, it just depends on how I feel. I'm like, okay, well, do I want to see somebody get possessed by a demon today? Am, Am I in like a dark thinking kind of mood? Or am I in like a mindless, I just want to see some creature rip people apart kind of mood where you don't have to think about things you just watch or slasher, you know, it, it really just depends on how I feel. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to watch anything today? Oh, absolutely. I'm definitely going to watch something today. Now what it's going to be, I have no idea. I have, um, I have one saved on my Hulu called Starfish, which I've not heard anybody talk about, so I don't know yeah, how I it is. I've heard of it before. Yeah, it's probably going to be crap, but it looks like uh, kind of like psychological um, cosmic horror, maybe post-apocalyptic horror, um, but it looks interesting from the preview, so I have it saved. I'll probably watch it today and hope it works out well. <laughs> nice. Um, does your dog sit with you while you watch horror movies? Oh, yeah. He loves them, I think. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't know that he loves them, but, you know, he's sitting with me, so I'm assuming he's okay. He is hiding under the blanket like 90% of the time. Uh, so does your husband like horror movies? He does. He does. He likes horror movies. He doesn't love them like, like I do. You know, he's, it's not like his favorite genre. He's more of a fantasy adventure type person. You know, I'm like, oh, let's watch Scream. And he's like, oh, let's watch The Goonies instead. <laughs> that, <laughs> no. that sounds like my boyfriend and me. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, so since you like... Evil Dead 2 and all of that, do you like gore in movies? Uh, sometimes. Sometimes. I don't like a ton of gore in movies. And by a ton of gore, I'm talking like, you know, like realistic, like torture porn type stuff. That kind of gore can go somewhere else. Like, I don't want it in my life. I don't need that right now. <laughs> but just like funny, lighthearted, just like, oh, wow. Like if somebody gets their arm cut off and just blood just starts spurting all over the room, like I know for a fact that that's not going to happen in real life. And it's just funny, you know, it's, it's like, okay, well, that's a little over the top. That's, that's okay. But, you know, if it's somebody getting tortured and there's gore, nope, nope, not, not here for that. 
Agreed. Agreed. So what does happen since you're a medical professional? What does happen if someone's arm gets cut off? What does the blood? Well, you definitely have some blood spurting out because, you know, there are arteries there. Um, but it's just not going to be like gushing like a fire hose at everybody. You know, it, it's definitely going to bleed a lot, but it's just not going to be that dramatic. <laughs> so if you're planning on it, don't expect that. That's just not going to happen. So you told me yesterday that you have two big fears, dolls. And when you were little, you hated going to the bathroom. Tell me first about your fear of dolls. Okay, so my fear of dolls came from my cousin when I was about four years old. So, you know, I had two inspirations for horror in my life. I had my dad, who loved paranormal anything and supernatural anything and horror as he was growing up. So when he had a kid, he's like, yes, I can finally introduce, you know, a child, a person to this world, you know, and bring them into it. But he how was very... Were, how old were you? Oh, man. I, as little as I can remember, I was watching some form of horror. So, but he was very, very careful with what he showed me. <laughs> you know, he wasn't like, here, sit down and watch Pumpkinhead. You know, it was, uh, he, he was very careful with what he showed me, like Godzilla and stuff like that. You know, that could be scary for a little kid, but it's not, you know, overly terrifying. Now, with my cousin, on the other hand, he was a good, I don't know, 13, 14 years older than me. If he babysat me, he would be like, oh, what movies did your dad not let you watch? Well, guess what? I'm going to let you watch them. And it was literally just to scare the crap out of me. That, that was his thing. So he let me watch Child's Play at his house when he was babysitting me. And I'm like four or five-ish, you know. And I'm sitting there watching it, and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I had no idea that toys could do that, that toys could come to life. And I have so many toys. What am I going to do? And he loved that reaction. And he used to have this classic looking ventriloquist dummy hanging on his wall. Because our grandmother used to love to go to flea markets. And if she saw something like that, she'd be like, oh, the kids will love it. You know, and so he, it was hanging on his wall. It scared me to death anyway, because he was very creepy looking. Yeah. But then the, the thought of him coming to life, like freaked me out even more. So like the next day he had to babysit me again and they dropped me off and watched me go inside and I walk in and I was like, Hey, I'm here. And I got nothing. And I'm like, hello, I'm here. Nothing again. And then from the hallway, from the corner of the hallway, I see this ventriloquist dummy head like pop around the corner. And it says, your cousin's dead, and now you will be too. I scream bloody murder. Now remember, I'm like four or five, right? So I'm screaming bloody murder. I book it out of that house. I run down the street, across the street, where I knew my aunt lived. And I go over there, and I'm just banging on her door, you know, just screaming and crying. And she comes to the door. She's like, Mary, what are you doing here? And I was like, Ricky's dead, my cousin, he's dead. And she was like, what? Because, you know, she thinks, oh my God, she's walked in on a dead body. He's done something, you know. So she runs all the way back with me, opens the door. I'm still freaking out. I'm begging her not to go in. I'm like, please don't go, please don't go, you know. And uh, 
we go in and he's sitting at the table eating a bowl of cereal, just like nothing's ever happened. And uh, she's like, what the hell did you do to her? And he got into so much trouble for that because that literally traumatized me probably for the rest of my life. I still have issues with dolls. <laughs> so did you get rid of all your dolls after that? Oh, no. No, absolutely not. I did put them in the closet. But, you know, they could come out and play when I, when I deemed it all right. They just couldn't be alone by themselves, you know. And then the bathroom thing comes from this movie, and I have no idea what it was. It was some cheesy 80s, 90s movie. But I just remember one scene from it, and it was this woman sitting down on the toilet in this public place in a bathroom stall. And she's like, you know, like everybody else, oh, I have to go pee. And she sits down. And all of a sudden, these two arms bust through the walls of this bathroom and grabs her by the waist and pulls her through, and she disappears, and there's blood everywhere. And I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. I can't do that anymore. <laughs> you know, no more so, bathrooms. No more bathrooms. And Unsolved Mysteries didn't help because with alien abductions, I'm like, wait, they can take you from anywhere? I'm like, what happened to that woman? Oh, so you, you were afraid that an alien was going to abduct you from the bathroom? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because I was by myself in the bathroom. I was like, no, if they're going to do it, it's going to be right here. That seems reasonable, I think. Oh, yeah. It was totally legit to me. <laughs> well, I have to say, uh, Sydney Prescott would have been really proud of you for actually leaving the house after your cousin <laughs> pretended to be the ventriloquist instead of running up the stairs. So, good job. My daddy didn't raise no fool. That's why he was... <laughs> Why he set me down watching horror movies. He's like, you see what they're doing? Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Did you grow up in like a rural part of Tennessee? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we, I grew up in a little, actually the same little town that I am a pharmacist in now, but I grew up like on the outskirts of that town. So we were surrounded by woods, like nothing else. We had like our cluster of family that was just like right next to each other. So like, we all lived like less than a mile away from each other, but we were surrounded, completely surrounded by woods. So we had, you know, besides family, our closest neighbor was like probably, I don't know, like a mile and a half, two miles away. It was very isolated. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, that, that, well, that reminds me of where Sydney's house was in the first scream because all their yeah. houses really far away from each other. You hate dolls still to this day, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm very picky about dolls. Like it has to be a stuffed animal or like one of those like really squishy animals that you can get now, like those squishimals or squishmallows or whatever they're called. I'm okay with that. I, I, I don't like like realistic looking dolls. No, thank you. <laughs> did you see the new child's play? I did. I did. I did. It was okay. It was okay. It was better than I thought it was going to be. Mm -hmm. Um, I still prefer the old one. I think the old one's scary, obviously for me, <laughs> but I think the old one is scarier, but you know, they did, they did a pretty good job with it, modernizing it, I think. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. No, I saw the, the most recent one. I haven't gone back to watch the, uh, the other ones cause they always, the concept just seemed very frightening to me. Not that I yeah. have dolls around anymore, but, um, I grew up with American Girl dolls. Were you familiar oh. with them? Yeah, um, when I was maybe seven or eight, I watched the, what was it, the Twilight Zone episode when it was a TV show of uh, Talking Tina. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and after that, my American Girl doll slept in the guest room. Yep, exactly. <laughs>
Yeah, my I remember my mother coming in and being like, "Why is Molly in the guest room?" I was like, "She just wanted to be there." I don't know. <laughs> yeah, because she told me that's where she wanted to live. I don't know. You wanted to leave us, mom. Jeez, <laughs> you gotta respect the doll. Don't question my parenting methods. <laughs> I also I just found a I watched session nine last night and I didn't really understand the ending. It was like very vague. Did you, have you ever mm-hmm. seen that movie? I have not seen that. It's on my watch list, but yeah. I have not seen it yet. Good. It's actually really creepy with hardly any blood. There's a, I was directed to a YouTube channel called Found Flicks and they do like a ending explained video for like a lot of horror movies. So I was yeah. watching a bunch of those before this because I was like, oh, rabbit hole. And now I have something to do before we record. Mm-hmm. Um, and I watched the, the ending explained for The Boy 2. Not that that was really hard to you know, figure out what happened, but I was just like, oh, let's revisit this movie. And um, so that's another doll movie. That's really fun. Have you seen that yeah. one? I've seen The Boy. I have not seen the second one. It was fine. They sort of made yeah. it despite completely ignoring the first movie, sort of. But oh, okay. yeah, because it's supposed to be, it wasn't the doll that was haunted in the first movie. It was the, it was the kid living in the walls or the adult now living in the walls. And now in this one, the doll is haunted. So. Oh, okay. Well. <laughs> but they kind of give an explanation for that. So it's, I don't know. It's weird. All right. Well, I mean, I'll give it a shot at some yeah. point. I'll watch it. <laughs> what other movies are on your list you have to watch? Oh, man. There's so many. Um, a lot of the ones that we name in trivia in any of the foreign films, like The Martyrs and High Tension and stuff like that. I've, I've never watched any of that. There was one that was mentioned, The Innkeepers. I've never seen that, but one of them said it was good. Uh, Session Nine, I've never seen. God, I don't know. That Stardust movie I was telling you about. I just watched one that was on my list called Dust Walkers, which was a waste of my time. What was it about? It was It was about, it's a movie based in Australia, and it was about this meteor hits Earth, and this organism starts infecting people, and these people are, like, going nuts, and it's kind of sort of turning them into zombies, but they're not eating each other. They're going and killing their loved ones sometimes, and it makes no sense. Like, it, the whole thing just didn't make any sense to me, and then there was this monster all of a sudden, and you're like, well, what the hell is this? You know, it's like, where does this come in? Is this the thing that's infecting everyone? And it turns out it wasn't. It was something completely different. And I'm like, this is, this is bullshit. I'm like, I just wasted like two hours of good movie time on this. <laughs> where did you stream it? Um, it was on Hulu. And the acting was awful. Was there anyone of note in it? No, no. And I don't usually, like, I give horror movies a pass on acting sometimes. Because sometimes you're like, it's horror. You can't expect, you know, you know, Grammy award winning performance yeah. most of the time. But this was just bad. I'm, this was one of those where I'm like, God, I could take my dog outside and make a better movie than this. Like it was, it was this bad acting and horrible writing. And it's like they had really good ideas, but they didn't know how to execute them. So that was just a, I was down for the rest of the day. Cause I'm like, Oh man, my luck is sucking right now. <laughs> <laughs> all right we'll go go watch session nine tonight it might redeem your luck i totally will so the annabelle movies do those really freak you out or in a way they do because it's still living doll but it's not like living doll if they showed her like walking around and stuff like that more often i would be more terrified but she doesn't it's more of a 
oh, well, the stall is haunted by this demon in the background, you know, you know, it's still scary, but it's not like the, it's not like the living doll thing yeah. that I'm, that I'm scared of, you know, she's just more of a cursed object. <laughs> kind of thing. Have you ever gone back and watched any horror movies with your cousin that scared the crap out of you? Oh, no, no, <laughs> no, I don't really talk to him much anymore. <laughs> well, maybe that's for the best. Yeah. <laughs> Um, what is the first horror movie that you remember watching as a kid? Probably Godzilla was my first one. If you can count that as horror, you know, for a kid, that's pretty scary. It was the 1980s one. But um, other than that, I remember seeing um, Nightmare on Elm Street, the first one. That was, that was my cousin. Uh, <laughs> let's see. I remember seeing a movie about giant rats that were eating people, the name of it. But anyway, I remember that. And I remember Child's Play and Pumpkinhead. Those were like my my earliest horror memories right there. I haven't seen Pumpkinhead. What is that about? It's kind of like a revenge type movie, but instead of like the person getting revenge, like like Last House on the Left and stuff like that, you know, going in with knives and, and everything. It's more of a, you know what? I'm just going to find an ancient curse and, and raise this monster to, to perform my revenge for me. So that's, but it's actually pretty good. <laughs> I like the, I like the monster in it. I, I love creature features. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Love it. Have you watched The Host? That's on my Hulu queue right now. Yes. Yes, I have. Is it good? And it's a, it's a good movie. I think it kind of gets lost somewhere, but then it comes back and I don't know. It's like, it starts off being about the monster and then it's more about like government corruption. I don't know. It's weird. It's worth a watch. I don't know that I would watch it over and over again, <laughs> but it's definitely worth a watch. I don't know. Sometimes I'm just not in the mood to watch a movie with uh, subtitles, so. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, sometimes reading a movie can be hard. <laughs> Though I did just watch a French horror movie called A Breath Away, and it wasn't too bad, but I also used to take French in high school, so it just wasn't as foreign to me as, like, Japanese would be. So there was an article a few weeks ago saying that horror movie fans are handling lockdown a lot better than non-horror movie fans. Why would you say that that is the case if you think it's been the case for you? It's kind of been the case for me. I will say like my like my mental demons that I struggle with, uh, they've taken sort of a more of a front seat in my life since all this started. But that's partially because of my job. Like, I'm, I'm just around, you know, 80% negative human interaction all the time. I think horror movie fans do get through things like this better than non-horror movie fans because it's survival, you know, it's survival. You know, I think by watching horror movies, for one, it's like I said, it's a release for all those emotions that you don't feel like you can get out in the open. And it's a sort of a safe zone. To, to project that fear onto something else or that, that anger onto something else. Like when you watch somebody run up the steps instead of out the front door, you know, it's like, why would you do that? Oh, you know, it's that anger that you want to express during the day, but you can't. And, and again, it's a horror. It's a survival. Um, it's a survival thing. It's it, you learn how to survive different situations and it could be, um, you know, plagues, or it could be zombies, or monsters, or killers, or, you know, it's kind of like a how-to. It's like, here's this situation. You're stuck in a gas station with three other people, and now all these monsters are taking it over. You know, what would you do? <laughs> you know, <laughs> let us show you. That's kind of a how-to survive, so I think that, you know, horror movie fans, they already know, you know, what they need to do, and so... They, they just, they're just okay with things. 
They're like, all we have to do is stay home. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's like, oh, no, I've seen this movie before. We just need to stay home for like a few weeks. And wear a mask. And wear a mask. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's hard. For, I said that's hard for some people. We're finding out. <laughs> Do you still have anyone walking into your pharmacy without a mask on? Oh, every day. Hey. <laughs> and I've just quit arguing with them. You know, I'm like, because 90% of them, if they walk in without a mask, they either believe that the virus is a hoax and it'll go away after the election anyway, or they don't think that the masks will help or that it will cause them to not be able to breathe, which is crap because, you know, I wear one for 12 hours a day and I'm still here and I don't have any lung issues. So, you know, but again, I'm not a Facebook article or a YouTube video, so I mean nothing. <laughs> My opinion does not matter. <laughs> Speaking of horror movies, I think I saw online that you watched The Social Dilemma. Yes. Yeah, I watched that yesterday too. That's why I started going through and purging all my, all my, all the people that I follow on social media so I can see yeah. who do I really follow and can I actually delete my Facebook and be fine? Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, I wonder if I can put my phone down for a week and be okay. And the more I thought about it, I'm like, God, I don't think I can. <laughs> like it. It has become this sort of addiction, you know? And it's like that they pose that question in the movie. It's like, do you check your phone uh, before you pee in the morning or afterwards? And I'm like, oh my God, it's before. <laughs> you know, I lay in bed and I grab my phone. I'm like, oh, notifications, cool. And I just start scrolling. <laughs> oh my God, they do know me. <laughs> what I do is I put, and there's, I get a lot of crap about this from my parents and my boyfriend. I put my phone on airplane because I don't want to be um, bothered while I sleep. And then I don't turn it on until after I get up and I have done my 20 minute meditation. So okay. I actually don't look at it until like 30 minutes after I wake up. So I was like, I don't, I don't do that at least. Well, I do. So <laughs> no, I mean that I'm, I'm assuming most people do. I mean, yeah. I, you're in a better place than me. <laughs> no, no, just a different one. Because um, I'm still just as addicted to my phone as you are. Yeah, I always get a lot of crap about that. So I'm like, what if somebody gets hurt? And I'm like, yeah. if somebody gets hurt, you should call someone like a doctor, not me. Yeah, not me. <laughs> Don't talk about me. <laughs> um, have you ever had any noteworthy experiences seeing a horror movie in theaters? Not really. I will say, um, I'm a jumper in movies. So if I watch something that scares me, um, I will jump and I may or may not let out a little scream. So usually I am the, the event in horror movies when we go see them, you know, but, uh, I will remember I went to see Jason X, uh, in theaters and, you know, Jason X is like meant to be this, I don't know if you've seen it, it's where he's in space. It's your average Friday the 13th. It's just that Jason's in space on this spaceship with people and he's doing the same thing he always does right and they have all these really cheesy jokes and stuff in there and so i'm i'm sitting there and i'm not jumping because the movie is not jump worthy it's i'm laughing because i'm like oh my god how ridiculous or oh my god this joke like this is a dad joke in space wow you know so I'm laughing, and all of a sudden, this guy behind me somewhere, he was like, will you shut up? Some people here take this seriously. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, I'm sorry to rain on your Jason parade. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, I will laugh to myself. <laughs> so it's like, 
I didn't think anybody in there was going to take this seriously because it's Jason in space, you know, but I was completely wrong. There was some hardcore fan that was ready to, to cut my head off or <laughs> and just, just make me shut up. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. He needed to lighten up a little bit. Just a tad, just a tad, but you know, I was like, okay, whatever. We'll just... What year did that come out? Oh God, I can't remember. <laughs> I have no idea. I Yeah, I've only seen the first four Friday the 13th movies, and they just keep getting worse. Yeah. I've had a lot of franchises do that, I've noticed. Yeah. Like, the one or two are, like, really good. You're like, oh, this is good. And then from there, it's just downhill. You're yeah. like, oh, well, okay. So we've, we've lost our motivation. All right. <laughs> I mean, the Scream franchises kind of managed to keep it up. I know, despite mm-hmm. number three, which everyone hates besides me. But did you see Scream 4 or have you seen the Scream movies? I'm assuming you have, but. I have, but I have not watched any of them but one since they've come out. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I can't hear, like, anything about them. But I've watched one several times because that was, it was just so cool the way they did it. Plus you had, you know, uh, Matthew Blizzard and um all the all the hotties from the 90s you know <laughs> so that that gave it some some credit to me too but um the rest of them i watched them and then just never picked it back up <laughs> i've only seen scream 4 once in addition to the time after i saw it in theaters and i mm-hmm. liked it more the second time because the first time i was just like there was such a big build up for it and i was like oh Scream 4. It was good. It was like, it was like sort of like silly, stupid gore again. Did you hear that Matthew Lillard has been telling everyone that he does not believe that uh, Stu died in the first one and he has made it known that he will come back for the fifth one if they will have him? Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) I'm like, you know what? I saw him die or did I? You know, it's like with movies, they can do anything. It's like, nope. Just kidding. You know, he took his EpiPen shot in the morning because he got stung by a bee and his heart just started beating again. It was, that's how he survived. <laughs> you know, you can think of anything to bring back characters. If he was in the fifth one, I would not be mad. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think that would be a fun twist. He should be one mm-hmm. of the, um, because I don't know, from a medical standpoint, would you die definitely for sure if you had a TV like smashed on your head? I mean, usually... Yes, I guess it kind of depends on where it hits and how bad the damage was. Mm-hmm. You know, usually that's going to probably kill you. But, uh, you know, hey, stranger things have happened. You know, there's been people shot in the head before and they live. All right. You know? So, Matthew Lillard, if you're listening, and I know you are, you probably are not coming back for Scream 5. <laughs> Unless it's a flashback. But if you do. Yes, if you want to do some sort of Jason or Michael uh, magic and come back, even though you should definitely be dead, we would be okay with that. Yeah, I'm okay. I will let that one slide. What was the last horror movie that you saw in theaters, and do you miss seeing horror movies in theaters? Oh, God, I miss it so much. I honestly don't remember what the last horror movie I saw in theaters was. It was probably probably It Chapter 2 was probably the last one. God, I can't remember much past... uh, when when COVID started. I know the last movie I saw in theaters was Bloodshot. And that's only because like that was the day that I said goodbye to my friends and stuff because we were all going into quarantine. And that that's the only reason I remember that movie. Not to say it was like it's a good popcorn movie. It's a comic book movie, you know. But uh 
that that's the only one I remember. But I do remember seeing it chapter two in theaters. That was probably the last horror movie I saw. Nice. Yeah, I definitely miss going to theaters. I was on the AMC A list. So mm-hmm. I would go whenever and it was so nice. Oh yeah. Love it. I have all these points saved up with Regal. I'm like one of their, you know, diamond platinum customers or whatever, because you know, we were going to the theater all the time and I have all these points sitting there now that I can't use <laughs> to get snacks or anything like that and I know they've started to reopen theaters but here in Tennessee anyway it is just not an ideal time to go <laughs> yeah um what movie are you most upset that has been postponed due to COVID there's been The Conjuring 3, Candyman, A Quiet Place 2, Halloween Kills all of, all of them but I am most upset about the movie Antlers and I don't know if you remember seeing the previews for that one I may have opted out of watching that trailer, but go on. Why Why are you? So for one, it's Guillermo del Toro, which is amazing. For two, it is about Wendigos. And there are no good movies about Wendigos. And what are Wendigos? So Wendigos are these cryptid creatures um, from Native American mythology that they believe if a person begins to eat the flesh of another person, so they're mostly cannibals. Um, if you start to cannibalize people, then you slowly get taken over by this, this spirit called a Wendigo and you turn into this creature with, you know, these, you smell like rotten meat and you look like a deer skeleton that's rotted, you know, and you're walking around on hooves and you have these antlers coming out of your head and you're eating people and, you know, like they're horrifying, but there's, there's no good movies about them. I think the Wendigo was featured in like one of the first few episodes of Supernatural. That's like literally it. And this antlers movie, I was like, oh, it's going to be so good. And then it just disappeared. And I was like, no, come back. It's like, put it on demand. I'll buy it. I promise. Oh, well, that's cool. I will, I will probably fall into a Google K-hole after this Googling Wendigos. Yeah, they're scary. There's, oh God, there is a documentary that features a Wendigo that I really like. I have it saved on my on demand on my, uh, Comcast box. I think it's called Helltown, but it's like a mockumentary. It's not real. So, you know, don't watch it and think, oh my God. But, but it's made very well and it's scary and I loved it. And it's about a Wendigo. So I would definitely recommend that. Since you love uh, Guillermo del Toro, whose name I obviously can't pronounce, did you like Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark last year? Oh yeah. Yeah. I loved that. That was like my childhood (laughs) coming back, you know. So much more thankful for them just being like stories and not real. Yeah, I have the books somewhere. So. Me too. Me we too. We should do a uh, horror movie night, uh, horror movie trivia night one night where we like read the stories after the trivia or just in place of the trivia. Oh yeah, everybody can like turn their lights out with a candle underneath them and just yes. read stories. Did you like The Shape of Water? I did like The Shape of Water. I don't, I mean, it's not really horror to me. It's more like science fiction romance, but I did like it, you know, I, I thought it was cute. It was kind of like a really weird retelling of the whole Little Mermaid thing, you know, because yeah. if you think about it, you know, it kind of hints that maybe she had something to do with these creatures at some point, because, you know, she has like those weird marks on her. Um, 
she can't speak like her voice has been taken kind of like what happened to the little mermaid spoiler alerts but you know she's it just kind of hints it kind of hints at that like maybe there's more to her with these creatures than it would seem you know that's interesting i hadn't thought of that i watched it for the first time i think i watched it on a plane back from somewhere once I was just like, this isn't scary. This is not a horror movie. And why is she so into a fish? But maybe I'll go back and look at it from the the perspective of The Little Mermaid. And I will like it more. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the more I thought about it, the more I was like, I wonder. It's like somehow part of this creature society or something or interacted with them like as a little girl. Because it never really tells you what her childhood was like. Yeah. You know, kind of a mystery. I'm sure there are conspiracy theories on a YouTube video somewhere on the internet. I'm absolutely positive. And there's probably one that says that it's all real, too. This is all real found footage. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a government conspiracy, like COVID. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Just kidding. COVID is real and wear a mask. Yes, please. (laughs) Please. And we promise you it did not come from fish people in a government lab. That's not what happened. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God! I hope I hope people don't tune into this episode and like just listen to my one my clip of just saying that. So, are <laughs> horror movies that you love that people generally don't like? Most of the time, if people don't like horror movies or don't like the ones that I like, I, I just sort of shy away from them. But no, for real, I nobody really talks about Critters anymore, which is one of my favorite movies of all time, and I love Critters, and it's just. It's so fun. And that was one of my childhood memories, too. That was one of my kid movies was Critters. But I think that most people probably hate Critters. (laughs) (laughs) I've never seen it, but I'll watch it. Um, Yeah, I I remember you talking about Critters before during trivia. That's why I name a horror movie starts with a C. Critters! (laughs) (laughs) It's amazing how stumped we all become when we get one of those questions. And then as soon as we're like, I don't know, everyone has like 17 different options of movies that are Mm -hmm. so common. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like at four in the morning, you wake up and think of like 20. If you could remake one horror movie, which one would it be? So when you say remake, do you mean like reboot or do you mean like remake because it was crap? Um, remake because it was crap. Maybe reimagine is a better say it. So I really wish that they would try to reimagine the whole predator and alien franchises after the second movies of each one it's like they have these awesome creatures and this awesome story to work with and you just take it and you shit on it you know (laughs) and it just slides down the hill from there you know it's just it's like please just just try harder because i feel so bad like i i love predator and i love alien and they they're just not getting the love they deserve i feel like a lot of people really like alien and aliens yeah after after the second one it just i'll watch it <laughs> but uh, you know because i want to support them but I, i've never i've never watched any of the sequels past the second one and, and said to myself yes this this is a good alien movie or this is a good predator movie it's <laughs> like why 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 have you done this do you have any horror stories from during quarantine uh while you've been at work i've not have really had any horror stories like um during quarantine you know just people being people but um i will say it was one day i was at work this was way before quarantine though um and this guy comes in and he just drops this machete on the counter and my technician sees it and she's like oh god this is it you know we're getting robbed we're getting robbed 
with a machete, whatever, you know. And um, she was like, can I help you? And, you know, I go with her. I'm like, is, is everything okay? What's going on? And I'm expecting him to be like, I need all your oxycodone and your oxycontin and, you know, all this stuff. And so I'm prepared. And he says, anybody over here want to buy a machete? I'm selling it for 60 bucks. It's a nice one. You can look at it if you want. You can hold it. And we just like, we didn't even know what to say. We're like, uh, uh, no, no, thanks for asking. But, uh, 40. Right. <laughs> like, uh, but mm, I mean, I don't need one. Do you need one? No. Okay. No, no, nobody back here needs. We're good. And he spent the next like hour in the store and in our parking lot selling this machete or trying to sell this machete. And he did. Somebody finally bought it. But I'm like, you know, it, it was, it's scary to me because I'm like, my God, we're getting robbed. And then it just turns out, no, it was just, it was just some poor guy trying to sell his machete. <laughs> you know, why he would think the pharmacy would be a great idea to do that. I don't know, but yeah, it is what it is. Oh my God. That's hilarious and terrifying. Yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> is that something that just happens in Tennessee a lot? Do people just like walk around trying to sell their weapons? I mean, the, I, that's the only time I've seen that happen. <laughs> but maybe, maybe it's more common in other places. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's more common in his neighborhood. I, you know. Well, I hope he got his $60 and I hope he did something good with it. Like, donated it to a children's charity. I'm sure that's exactly what happened. <laughs> I said it definitely wasn't for math. All right. So my last question is, if you had to spend quarantine with one horror villain, who would it be? Hands down, Hannibal Lecter. Why? I would spend all the time in the world with Hannibal Lecter because he is good looking. He's intelligent. He is an awesome chef. And he really only eats people that are rude. So as long as you're really nice to him, you know, you could have this great man in your life for, for a while, you know, and, but you know what, even, even if I did say something rude and he killed me, yeah, it's okay. That's okay. If I was going to be killed by anyone, Hannibal, that's okay. I'm, I'm okay with that. He can totally do that. As a matter of fact, I might chop off my own arm and give it to him as a gift or something, you know, whatever. It's, He's just, he's just a good man. Uh, so wait, do you really like uh, Silence of the Lambs and the Hannibal movies? I do like Silence of the Lambs and the Hannibal movies. And I love the Hannibal show. If you haven't seen the show, watch the show. If, if Hannibal looked anything like Mads Mikkelsen, my God, he could live with me all he wanted. He doesn't play in a lot of things, but man, he was good as Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, if he wanted to eat my leg, that's fine. Hell, I'll eat it with him because he <laughs> fix it fantastically it would be the best thing i'd ever eaten okay well on that note thank you so much for being here mary this was so much fun um oh, absolutely yeah thank you for being here on your day off so i hope you go find an awesome movie to watch and um i will see you maybe at trivia on saturday though i don't know because i'm going to be at a house in the woods so hopefully yes. I don't die but we'll see i mean it's 50 50 50-50, yeah. Just avoid any direct eye contact with wolves. You'll be fine. Yes, yeah. I don't want to turn into a wolf. I have to find a mountain lion and then stare into its eyes. <laughs> All right, well, thank you so much for being here. I'll talk to you soon. All right, see ya. Have a good day. Bye. 
That's it for this week's episode of Who's There. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Mary, and thanks again to Mary for coming on. As always, we'd really appreciate it if you'd take a second to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and subscribe to our feed wherever you listen to your podcasts. We'll shout you out on Twitter if you leave us a five-star review. Thank you to everyone who's already left us one. We really appreciate it, and it really helps people find us. You can follow us on Twitter at Who's There Pod. We're on Instagram at Who's There Podcast, or you can feel free to shoot us an email at thewhosetherepod at gmail.com if you have any questions, comments, concerns, horror movie recommendations, or you'd like to be a guest. Until next time, stay scary and wear a mask. <laughs>